Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Northwest Wimberry. This is Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. My voice is currently on a roller coaster. It continues to just recover, get worse, recover, get worse. We're on a downhill slope right now. So if I sound a little off, that's why. I'm not going to apologize for it because I literally have no sway over it. If I had sway over it, it would just behave already and we'd be done with this nonsense. But alas, that is not the case. We do not have that power. It is a shame. Just like I have no power over trying to figure out what the heck is up with Twitter. If I could figure out what is going through the mind of Twitter and make sense of it, I feel like I should win the lottery. I feel like my reward for understanding everything going on in Twitter should just be a winning lottery ticket. Even if it's just one of those BS ones where you only get 20 million or it's just like the base jackpot. I feel like that should be the, the award because you need to have some kind of galaxy brain to be able to reverse psychology engineer your way into what the heck is going on over at Twitter and what the end game is. I mean, at this point, it might as well just be run by freaking Senator Armstrong from Metal Gear Rising for as much sense as this, as this makes. We're just gonna go ahead and make the mother of all omelets. Elon has once again, after realizing the importance of the blue verified, it will apparently be sunset in a few months. Now, here's the thing that is maddening about this. Which blue verified? Here's the problem with all of this. Because right now we have two blue verifieds and both of them can have arguments for being corrupt. One is in fact the elitist system that was in place before where journalists and whatnot that went ahead and uh, wanted to be verified and, and be considered a celebrity would just, you know, go ahead and pay out the nose for it and then rub it in everyone's faces like they were some kind of snob. You had those kinds. But then also, we now have the one that's actually even worse. The one that is, I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, the one that costs $8 to have the exact same verified check mark. And the thing is that the verified check mark served a purpose before. They served the purpose before of showing that an account was legitimately who they said it was. For example, if I said on Twitter, and if I was cool enough to have a check mark, 
that I'm going to give away, let's, let's, hypothetical scenario. One I probably wouldn't do because it'd be a legal nightmare to go ahead and do, but let's pretend I got a hold through my old connections, an entire pallet of mobile workstations, and I'm willing to get, give them away to like the first, there's, let's say there's 50 freaking Dell Precisions on here that are two years old each. And just give them away to like the first 50 people in a giveaway sort of thing. I mean, that would be a legal nightmare for starters. So I probably wouldn't do something like that. But let's pretend I did. All right. And then some other clown makes an account that looks exactly like mine. And starts telling people, you won, send me details on it. And it just ends up proceeding to a giant scam. Well, you'd know it was me if I had the blue check mark. That's the point of the verified check marks. And when you could just buy the check mark for $8 a month, it led to massive problems. So Twitter Blue just having the check mark, is that going away? Well, no, they're saying the legacy blue verified. So the whole thing about it being verified people, say influencers on my part, that would be going away? And if I wanted the verified check mark to verify that, yes, in fact, I am an influencer, yes, I actually would do a giveaway, I have to go and pay $8? Well, what's the point? Because then, guess what? Someone else who would, be, who would want to scam could just do exactly the same thing, just pay $8 a month and go scam. You're not verifying anything with this. <sighs> Putting this sub badge concept on Twitter was like an okay-ish idea, but the fact they made it exactly the same as a core function that was necessary to try and prevent thefts and scams. Dude, I'm sorry. This was a terrible idea, granted there definitely was a lot of cleaning house internally that needed to be done for the legacy blued program, especially since there were employees on the inside trying to just sell fast tracking verified applications for tens of thousands of dollars, allegedly. That is also not good. But now, while all of this is going on, all right, you have this bombshell that was being dropped. This bombshell being that the, the free API at Twitter is, quote, according to Elon Musk, Free API is being abused badly right now by bot scammers and opinion manipulators. There's no verification process or cost, so easy to spend up 100,000 bots to do bad things. Just $100 a month for API access with ID verification will clean things up greatly. I get the problem. 
However, there's another problem by doing this. You now have killed every single hobbyist on the platform. On top of that, I actually had to talk with my, my stepbrother, actually, oddly enough, is in town. While I am a hardware nut for computers, my brother, on the other hand, is a software engineer at Google. Him and I had a long, mildly entertaining talk on just how absolutely asinine the price charts were for the API. Now, here's the thing with the price charts. I have some, and I'm having a very hard time verifying these charts. But it's the only thing we got right now for these until Elon decides two days before this is supposed to go into effect, he just cancels it. But let me go ahead and grab the screenshot anyway, because it's literally all we have to go by right now. For up to 500 requests per month, $150. For up to 1,000 requests, $290. Up to 2,500 requests, up to $700. Up to 5,000 requests, $1,300. Up to 10,000 requests, $2,500. If you're looking for more, contact us for enterprise access. I have never seen my brother, like, actually, like, take a few steps backwards out of sheer shock when he saw these prices. Because this is absolutely insane. <clears throat> we don't know exactly what sort, how many requests and whatnot would be needed. Neither one of us make bots for Twitter. I don't make bots, period. He works on, I forgot exactly which department he's in. I think it was the, I'm not allowed to tell you department. W which is fair. But you know, you're talking something like, let's, it's not like, you know, those sort of bots that are like a possum every hour. Here's the thing. That post could be a dozen requests on its own. If you're trying to run a bot like that, that's just silly nonsense like that every hour. 
You're going to reach your 10,000 very quick. Any request you have to go get your status up, oh, that's another quest. Imagine every time you refresh your feed, that's another API request. For the baseline, for like the hobbyist making something every, every like a kitten every day sort of thing, 150 bucks to keep that kind of bot active is insane. This is going to actually kill so many other functions. It's absurd. So the hobbyists are out. What about the businesses? What's cheaper for me? Paying a salary for just some random guy to post our stuff by hand while he's doing something else or um, this sort of thing. Paying this API and someone to maintain a bot. Yeah, even from a business standpoint, paying these prices, paying freaking $2,500 for what would basically amount to uh, memes on Twitter to get your brand recognition out there is ridiculous. Even if I was paying someone just, you know, a full-time salary versus these APIs and like and subcontracting out a bot. Dude, the salary might come out cheaper. So the claim is that this is all to prevent information manipulators and scammers. Well, first off, if an, if an information manipulator has enough motivation to do so, they'll pay whatever it takes. If your goal is to go ahead and absolutely for political gain, slander one party versus another, Twenty thousand a month is nothing. That's not going to stop you at all. Scammer? Depending on your success rate, this isn't going to stop you either. It all depends. And then on top of that, you're also a scammer. If you can go ahead and without using the API, use a bot that just uses the actual GUI website to do your bidding, you'll do it and continue your scam going otherwise because it's free money. This stops no one.
other than people who just wanted to wanted to just go ahead and do something silly wanted to go ahead and say for example have a uh, have a bot that uh issues out challenges for a charity event every year This stops, you know, the fun little thing that, uh, that posts out a word of the day. Who is the, who's the word of the day sponsored by? No one. It was just some, just some guy just ran the bot on the side because it was fun to him. This was a terrible, terrible, terrible move on Twitter's part. But why? What is the real reason for all this? Is the fact that we're going ahead and trying to very desperately raise a ton of funds all about security? Or could it be about the, quote, increasing number of staff lawsuits going on and uh, very desperately needs, needs to raise some funds, including all the lawsuits that are piling up, as we've covered before, about just not paying bills? Let's not kid ourselves for a minute. The primary reason for all of this is almost certainly about raising funds. And I think any ch any any chance of it being anything but trying to raise funds to help in a, a financial crunch is ridiculous. The whole website is being mismanaged and mismanaged heavily. And the fact that the website also now needs to generate a massive, how much did Elon pay? 63 billion or something? No, what was it? 69 billion? Something like that? I mean, it's a big hole that it's put in Elon's pocket, even for him, that now needs to be filled. Especially as his other ven ventures are looking... Um, way worse because of all this. I mean, when was the last time that uh, Tesla went ahead and made something that really wowed people other than a semi-truck that we still don't know the weight on? No, I'm not going to let that go. I'm not going to let, let go of the fact that we still don't know what the actual weight of the Tesla semi-truck is. What the heck? Why is this information we still don't have? <laughs> Truck driver in the chat is just massive capital letters. How? Yeah. But you know what? Elon did go ahead and give us some great great news all right 
He needed a PR win, and he went ahead and gave it to us. With almost 50 million views, it was announced that starting on February 3rd, Twitter will share ad revenue with creators for for ads that appear in their reply threads. So if you are a creator and you have a long thread that goes on, there's an ad in the middle of it, you get a cut of that revenue. If you're subscribed to Twitter Blue, but you you get a cut of the revenue. As long as you, you know, subscribe for Twitter Blue and therefore pay $8 a month, but you can get a cut of that revenue. The worst part is I've been in this hole too, all right? This was actually something that my previous podcast platform, Spreaker, did. We had to pay hosting fees to keep our... to keep Eagle Eyes on Tech up on there. We paid $15 a month. You know what the most we made in ad revenue was ever on any month? Seventeen. We net positive two dollars one month. Every other month was in the red. I'll tell you this right now. The only people that are going to go ahead and actually make any revenue in this way are content creators that ha- already have millions of followers. But here's the part that actually is, is even scummier. In one tweet, starting today, Twitter will share ad revenue with creators for ads that appear in the reply threads. This tweet has 47.2 million views this is actually by the way the view count some people have disliked it i i have to say this is one of the better changes that twitter has had since elon has taken over because it allows me to go ahead and expose this kind of nonsense so starting today twitter will share ad revenue with creators for ads that appear in their reply threads first reply literally Two minutes made after the first tweet. To be eligible, the account must be a subscriber to Twitter Blue Verified. With 7.9 million views. You can't tell me that wasn't deliberate. You want to know how I know it was deliberate? Because I fell for it. 
I literally saw this in my thread, immediately retweeted and said, finally, some good news for a change. I missed the, the freaking fine print reply until like a few hours later when someone retweeted the, the re request at the, the reply at me that Elon had, except for this. And I'm like, I could have thrown my phone in anger. Cause that is B S you want to know what desperate to raise money looks like. This is what it looks like. And don't misunderstand me. Cause the person who actually replied it to, to me is in, in the chat right now, right now. It's not, not their fault at all. I am furious that Elon would actually stoop to this level of shadiness. Cause this is the same kind of shadiness I expect from like the current slew of YouTube ads, by the way, speaking of, speaking of which, how many of you actually pay attention to YouTube ads? Like right now, I know money is tight for almost every business right now. It is a bad month for advertising, but man, <laughs> they are awful right now. There are just tons of ads for like very sketchy tech devices from like this one tech company you never heard of. It's just like, we have earbuds for $2.98. Why is no one buying them? Oh, it's because everyone thinks they're too cheap. They're a scam. You're right. They do sound like a scam. $3 for Bluetooth earbuds sounds like it's going to be worse than me just holding up one of my empty monster cans to my ears. This, this, this sounds like I'm going to strap a freaking exploding lithium bomb to my, to my head. And then of course you actually click on the thing. It is a massive maze uh, of freaking deal here buy this here and if you can find the th the $3 earbuds good luck you are an actual genius cuz they hit it as well as other things like a self mixing mug or a hat using or or a baseball cap that has lasers on it that rejuvenate your hair like there are so so many bottom tier Frickin' blatantly a scam ads right now. Like, I actually listen to AM radio on the drive home from work. And though that kind of nonsense is more legitimate than what's on YouTube right now. It is insane. Speaking of which, um... Now that I've just bashed on YouTube ads, um, YouTube will begin sharing ad revenues with short creators starting uh, now. Perfect timing, huh? How fantastic. Now, here's the thing with the shorts uh, money that you're gonna be making on YouTube. First off, you need to hit certain requirements. You need to have a thousand subscribers. 
and like a certain number of watch minutes or a million total views on your shorts within a certain time period. Now, a million views on your shorts seems like a lot. And that's because it is. It, it's going to be difficult to hit it. The other thing about uh, shorts revenue is that um, you only get revenue if your short was next to an ad. So the way shorts works, if you don't know, if you've never actually fell down a shorts hole on YouTube, which I imagine is what a TikTok hole looks like, but I don't download TikTok because my uh, I don't like installing cancer on my phone. Is that um, you go into you pull up a short, and then if you swipe up after you're done watching one, another one will play, and then another, and then another, and then eventually an ad in shorts in short content will appear. Like it'll just be an ad in like the nine by sixteen format. If your short is before or after the ad, you get a cut of the ad revenue. Someone in chat says, so the revenue is just as imaginary as, on, as TikTok. No, it actually is better. Cause here's the thing. Shorts get way more views than actual YouTube videos. Cause shorts are so viewable. The thing is with shorts is that um, you generate way more views on shorts than you do your videos. So like my videos, excuse me, my videos get like about a dozen views usually. I'm only just now getting the whole operation back up and running to be perfectly honest. And so we'll see after things get running a bit smoother in, in the future. But the shorts, because they're so much easier to just feed to people, you don't have to like lure them in with a thumbnail and have to like hit the algorithms just right because it's just like yeah 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 your view you generate views much more like i get hundreds of views on my shorts where my normal videos get only a dozen so the views are worth less but you get way more of them, so it's gonna balance out. TikTok, you just get flipped off. TikTok doesn't play any ads. Most TikTokers that actually generate real funds, you know how they generate real funds? They live stream on TikTok. And that's where the real money is made. It's with systems like bits and direct contribution, except it's even sketchier than bits. Bits, of course, you pay like 20 bucks, you get 1500 bits. I'm pulling these numbers out of thin air. I actually can't look at my, how much it costs for bits right now, but you get the idea. You pay more bits than you, you pay more for the bits than you would. Otherwise, when you cheer a certain number of bits, the creator gets one cent per bit that is cheered. That's how it works. At least there, there is a level of transparency in how much the content creator is getting. And with some simple math, you can figure out about how much Twitch is taking both in processing fees 
and just their I need money fees. TikTok. There's none of that. There's just like, would you like to place a banana? Or a galaxy? Or a... There's like all these other stickers that cost like an arbitrary amount. And it has like that level of distancing that you just kind of... You kind of get from like mobile games that want to like do as much as they can to uh, make it so that you cannot see... That, that, that you you just you disassociate how much money you're actually spending in the um in in the live stream and that's where most of the money comes from for people who are just like man I'm gonna make it big on TikTok oh boy yeah you 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 think that. Honestly, if you're looking to like do the kind of TikTok content, I mean, honestly, here's where I stand on it. And this is what I recommend for pretty much any content creator. First off, you should diversify as much as you can with your contract with um with your content. All right. Pick one platform that you consider your primary, use the other platforms to draw people to that primary pretty much right as someone else is describing exactly that thing I'm describing. And that's what I do on every single one of my shorts that I post on TikTok, on, on Instagram, on Twitter and whatnot. At the very end, there'll be an animation has my logo Eagle Falcon and then twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon at the end of every single one. That is the goal. <laughs> you want to see this nonsense? Here it is. Uh, so I mean, like, if you're into that sort of thing, I wouldn't focus on saying like, oh man, I want to bring more people over TikTok. No, bad. You are planning your freaking content creation plat career poorly. You're going to be like those guys making vines. Look where they are now. They're nowhere. But that is that. We're going to take a break here when we come back. No, no, hold up. Yeah, I'm, I, I actually am going to talk about one quick thing since we're actually on the, on the topic. Let, let's actually talk about TikTok for a minute. Because um, this actually is curious. Because we're seeing this pressure mount more and more and more as of late. That there's actually start now starting to become bipartisan support in the U.S. government to try and get TikTok banned straight up, period, from both Apple and Google stores. Now, oddly enough, if you were really desperate, if this actually does go through, you could still get on Samsung stores. I just find it fascinating that this is the hill 
of all the political discourse, of all the political everything that pretty much has politics become such a toxic blood sport that just mentioning the word politics makes people dread in fear because they just in, just immediately sense that some type of argument is going to break out that they want no part of and just want to go, go back to just doing literally anything else. Because, man, politics brings out the worst in people. And right now, politics is just the most... Is is just one of the most toxic places, but this is going to be the place that we agree on that TikTok should be banned from Apple and Google stores. Despite the fact that TikTok also was willing to go ahead and give access to a transparency theater where they let you look at everything as long as you don't record anything. But it's totally there. Trust us. We're, we're totally fine. It's totally on the up and up. I mean, you can't bring your phone in. You can't go ahead and uh, write down anything. You can't jot down any notes. You have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. But um, it's totally there. Uh, look how transparent we are. This is about as transparent as saying, look, I can tell you everything you want. But I'm going to have to kill you afterwards. That's basically what this is saying. By the way, I was going to save this story for later on in the, ep in the episode. But I got to talk about it now because honestly, like on the whole political side of things, what's also kind of hilarious in all this, while, while politics is willing to agree that TikTok is an incredible spying tool and should be banned... There is currently a spy balloon <laughs> that no one wants to do anything about <laughs> violating U.S. airspace. What is this weird freaking wacky Looney Tunes land I live in now? Somebody, anybody, just fire a harpoon at it. Just freaking capture it. It's violating your space. I just, 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 The fact that this thing is allowed to just be over the U.S. when it's just highly suspected to be a Chinese spy balloon. And probably the best reason we have reason to believe that it is a spy balloon. Is the fact that there's a whole lot of modern equipment on there. Actually, the main reason we believe it's a spy balloon is because the Chinese are telling us it's a weather balloon. I, I don't know why. I just, I have a gut feeling that if the goal, in fact, 
was to be was to actually be a weather balloon they would just tell us it's a spy balloon it's like first nature to just lie about whatever it is Someone in chat says, no, it's a weather balloon, and it's helped aloft by swamp gas reflecting in, in the moonlight. <laughs> I, I, I need a moment to just reflect on this. Someone in chat asked, do we need any more Roswell references? Also, I should probably me mention for podcast listeners. Yes, we're back to broadcasting this live. Uh, do doing it off, doing it non-live was just last week's thing because we ran out of time to go ahead and do a live thing. <sighs> you just know. There is some way to take down a spy balloon safely. Like some people are just like, it's over a populated area. It's just like, we can take it down safely. It's just like, we have taken down spy balloons safely long before in the past. I am confident it can be handled here. Someone asked chat is, what was it shot down in Missouri by some, I don't think it last I heard it was too high up in the air for any civilians to get to it. It would have to be done by, um, pretty much by military. Oh, the balloon has been shot down. Okay, never mind. Sanity has returned. And in fact, was shot down. I do, it does look like. Uh, some people are saying that. Uh, are saying that uh, civilian shot down. I do not believe. It was civilians. I'm fairly certain that it was, in fact, uh, D uh, DOT. Yeah, U.S. fire jets shot down the balloon with a single missile. <laughs> Someone in chat says this feels like they injected microchips in into us levels of conspiracy nonsense. Dude, like... When I first heard about this story, it was just like, you know what my first thought was? What year is this? What is this, the Cold War? <laughs> like China has better ways to spy on people. <laughs> Someone in chat says that's why I think it actually was a weather balloon because it was just like really 
Really? Why would why would you do this? You have spy satellites. Why would you make a spy balloon? I mean, that is a good logic. If we find out it actually was a weather balloon. I'm still not going to feel sorry for them. Because let me tell you. Violating U.S. airspace, violating any country's airspace with anything. I am surprised this thing was allowed in the air for as long as it was. Because I tell you, you, you fly a drone into a U.S. base. Just, just run. Claim no ownership of this drone. You have lost that drone. And the best thing that can happen is that you don't get intercepted for questioning too. Even though all you wanted to do was just, <laughs> was just fl fly a drone, even though it has no equipment on it. Like they don't joke around with this, which is again, why this whole thing just went really, really incredible. We're going to take our first break here when we come back. We have things that make some sense, like Netflix refusing to go ahead and uh, let you share passwords. And Yuffie finally saying, okay, you got us. You got us. We will be back. This podcast is brought to you by Babbel. If you are looking to learn a new language, start off 2023 a little bit more knowledgeable and bilingual, Babbel is one of the best platforms to go ahead and learn a new language on the side. It's great for traveling, getting familiar with a new culture, professional development, self-improvement, whatever it may be. You can go ahead and enjoy these fantastic programs, all lessons designed by real language teachers, and you can get 60% off and learn a new language in 2023 by using the, the link in the description of this podcast. And thank you again to Babbel for sponsoring us. I wonder how many people still think that the, that this track is a decisive battle from Final Fantasy VI. Because I'm not going to lie, the first couple of times I heard this, I thought it was too. And it's not, but it definitely is inspired by it. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. One thing that isn't surprising at all, though, is, in fact... Netflix wanting to crack down on password sharers. In fact, they implemented some measures recently that will, in fact, require home devices to sign in to home Wi-Fi 
at least once every 31 days on devices to make them trusted devices. So the whole point of this is to try and go ahead and crack down on all those pesky large families going ahead and sharing their passwords with outside the households and all that jazz. You know what the best part is, though? Even though that 100% looks like implementation and things they planned on doing to go ahead and prevent password sharing. According to... Netflix, it in fact is not. This was apparently some security measures that accidentally got rolled out early and definitely not an attempt to do that thing they very desperately want to do. Who believes them? Who believes Netflix in this case? Raise your hand. I'm not going to lie. I'm about 50-50. I believe that Netflix 100% wants to crack down on password sharing. They've said so. And I believe there is a good chance that this was measures to crack down on it. I also think that there is a decent chance this was implemented completely by accident and may not have actually been the actual countermeasures they plan on putting in. But at the same time, would you really be surprised? Really? I'm just saying it's coming. Everyone right now is looking to try and raise revenue during these very awkward economic times. Prices are going up everywhere. They still are. It would not surprise me at all if Netflix wants to crack down on this and wants to do it very desperately. All right, let's talk about Yuffie. And I'm not talking about the one from Final Fantasy VII. Yuffie is the security system company that is part of Anchor. And they were in hot water recently because, well, their cameras were found that even though they are put out there as being putting you in charge of your data, not uploading them to the cloud ever. They were 100% uploading stuff to the cloud. And when they were caught, they tried to deny it. Saying that we didn't lie about any of this. It's bug. Totally. Totally not how intended thing do now. Yes. And um, The Verge, actually. We have The Verge to actually thank for this for once. I know. I'm surprised, too. The Verge actually did something useful for once in their blasted lives. It is a miracle. You can mark it on the calendar. Actual journalism was conducted by The Verge. Because The Verge went ahead and did some investigating around, put together a detailed report, and then wanted a response from Anchor, 
and pretty much said, Anchor, you need to come forward with this. We don't want to publish this without your sign on the on this. And that got Anchor to go, okay. You got us. You got us. We totally upload your day to the cloud. Woo! I think they just straight up admit it. Yeah, we did. We lied. We're, we're going to fix it. We're going to make it so it doesn't do it anymore. But um, yeah, no, we, we totally did. Whoops. Oops. Oopsie whoopsies. Slow. Freaking clap. So yeah, their local cameras were in fact sending unencrypted streams. Other data was being sent to. So the cloud as well, that absolutely shouldn't have been. They admit it. They were bad. But it's okay. Because they totally won't do that anymore. Whoops. Now, there was a sad moment. One thing that actually concerns me the most in the gaming world right now is the concept of consoles that are strictly getting their stuff online and have a wide catalog online but then eventually the online store goes away. And then you have a big, big problem on it. Cause then what do you do? All right. Well, I guess that content's just gone forever. Well, we had a scare with that with the Xbox 360. The Xbox 360 marketplace was in fact down. It was gone, poof. Any sort of chance you had of updating your Xbox 360, gone, poof. Never to be seen again. Bit concerning, right? Well, fortunately, it was just an error. That makes everything better, right? It, it was it was just an oopsie whoopsies. I mean, it's still being shut down by May 2023. Your Xbox 360 will not be able to get anything on the Xbox marketplace. So I sure as heck hope that uh, if you wanted to keep that console alive, you got all the discs you could because any sort of updates, oopsie daisy, they're gone forever. This is always one of the biggest problems I have with consoles trying to adopt the Steam Steam model. Because the Steam model works. Because in the end, everything is backwards compatible. 
there never is an end of life to PC gaming. There is just a, it's too much effort to get this to work anymore. Sort of end of life on PC gaming. Like good luck trying to get Command & Conquer 1 to run anymore. Mm. That is the challenge and a half. Let me tell you. In the console world, it's just poof, gone. By the by, a word of warning. The bad ads sort of circumstance. Remember how we were talking that earlier with um, YouTube and whatnot? The Google website itself has an actual problem with downloading software. Apparently, there have been larger and larger and larger cases of phishing sites going ahead and trying to look as much like the original site and then buying YouTube ad sponsorships so they end up at the very top of the search results. And then tricking you to download malware in what is referred to as a Trojan horse style attack. The viruses also themselves being called Trojans. And this sort of attack is on the rise. My friends, pay attention to the little details. Scam sites are easy to spot if you are paranoid. And I know that's, 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 that sounds as terrible as it actually is. But it is those finer details that you look. The best way to look, just look at the URL. If you're trying to download stuff from NVIDIA.com and you're at NVIDIA.com.ru.ca backslash totally real whatever. It might not be NVIDIA.com. Be careful out there. That's all I can say. Also, uh, here's a fun one for you. This one is both concerning and hilarious. Because I want to know how this gets missed. Ford is recalling almost a half a million SUVs because there's an issue with the backup camera. Because apparently on these newer Ford SUVs, the backup camera has an issue where it's not displaying things correctly. And by not displaying things correctly, I mean it just displays blue. Oh, do you miss that? How, how do you miss the fact that the freaking rear view camera is getting no input? <laughs> I, just, I just, I don't, how does that miss QA? 
Oh. Yeah, someone in chat said, at least it's not uh, like it got frozen on a frame. That actually would be a much more serious and much more concerning issue. This is just... Incredible. It is incredible that this was missed. I mean, that being said, I can't remember the last time. I mean, I don't know about like more modern drivers. I am so used to not having a backup camera. But I also admit that I'm a more experienced driver than most. Like my own car doesn't have a backup camera. It's a freaking 2005 beater. The vans and trucks I've driven, either they don't have a backup camera or they do and I intentionally ignore it because I just don't care enough. And I've got my own ways. This is just what I do. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know about the, about the average person. I can only go by my experience and I fully admit I'm a more experienced driver than the average person. Meanwhile, in other concerning areas in a segment of the market that I'm not used to, Amazon Fresh is a si system that still exists for reasons that I cannot explain, mostly because Amazon is looking to become Skynet. But there is going to be a problem. If you are ordering groceries from Amazon, which... I'm a little surprised you can order groceries from Amazon. Oh, wait, no, that's right. They come from Whole Foods, don't they? Oh, right. I forgot. Amazon bought Whole Foods. Oh. I was almost curious and lazy enough to try it out. But now that I remember that it's Whole Foods, I'm just like, oh, I'm not that rich. <laughs> I can't afford Whole Foods. I could afford Aldi's. And not like the good Aldi's. I mean that like one, anyway. Some limitations are being put in on Amazon Fresh. First off, Amazon Prime members on Amazon Fresh will not get free delivery on their groceries if the order is under $150 starting on February 28th. Also, there are going to be fees on the, um, on the deliveries, but they'll be waived if the orders are above $35 or if you're in New York where it's above $50 because New York. Wait, but then the next bullet point says that uh, per the new policy, the firm is said to add delivery charges for 
will be $4 for orders between $150 and $7 for orders of $50 to $100 and $10 for any orders under $50. Oh no, currently that other thing is what's in place. Oh, okay. So yeah, basically you, if you want to avoid a, a delivery fee, you have to order more than $150 on this. I'm actually curious if it is completely just solely from Whole Foods or if it actually is from other more affordable services. I'm sorry, but something about spending 20 bucks for a bushel of grapes is just like, I'm out. <laughs> Dude, I don't know where I am in like the how how do you budget things, but I'm not at the whole food foods level. I don't think I ever. I, there's something about when you're like a Wisconsinite here. Something about like the whole foods price just like turns most of us away. Like even if it's just like you know I'm financially stable, I'm doing well for my life. Oh my god, fifty bucks for a steak? Screw that! There's just something about that that just turns us away. And we're willing to go ahead and go through a little bit of extra work and get just to save a few bucks. All right, let's talk about Samsung for a minute. Samsung had their, um, their Galaxy Unpacked event and, um, It was an event. I, I actually do have plans. This is actually not really a podcast note, but more of a content creator note. I actually do plan on like returning like tech keynote sins to the channel solely because of this keynote. This keynote, this presentation was full of enough cringe that I need to chew it up. It is just... It's special. There's no other way to describe this thing. They spent 20 of the 30 minutes for the smartphone talking about the camera. And I still don't know what, what makes it so great. So here's base. Here's the lowdown. All right. The Galaxy S23 smartphone is a smartphone that now exists. There is going to be the, the S23, the S23 Plus, and the S23 Ultra. The S23 and the S23 Plus will be the standard phones. It's pretty much what you expect, fr expect from Samsung there. They're going to be $800 to $1,000 phones. Wow. Excuse me. And, um, you know, they'll be solid phones, most likely glass-backed, aluminum siding. Uh, the only real cosmetic change they made to them is new colors because phones have to be like car model years, apparently, where we swap out colors every so often. That's just the new thing to do, apparently. And uh, the camera bump on the, si on the back of it is gone. 
in replacing just raised lenses. Why Samsung just doesn't go for the band that they started with with the S10, I don't know, but they aren't. And the S23 Ultra looks exactly the same as the S22 Ultra, except the camera lenses are a little bit bigger. And if you actually can tell that difference, I want to know who you are and why you have such a superhuman ability to tell, to tell minute differences like that. CPU-wise, they're a notch better, we guess. Battery life, about the same. Screen size, about the same. Screen quality, about the same. Does have a headphone jack? No. Still a little salty about that. Does it have SD expansion? No. Is the Ultra still north of $1,000? Yeah, it's 1200 bucks. How good are the cameras? Well, they think it's so good that Hollywood's going to use them. I think they need to stop smoking whatever they're smoking. And, um... So far, the early reports are that the cameras are pretty good. Like, really, really good. We'll just have to wait and see exactly how good. By the way, yes, the S23... They just straight up admitted for the S23 Ultra, it is in fact just straight up, just straight up the note. They said it's inspired by the note. It's the note. You, you, you can stop lying to yourself and us. It's, it's the note. It, it's the Samsung note. Ultra means note. We get it now. We get it. It, it, it. That's just what it is now. They also revealed their new Galaxy Book 3s, which um, Does anyone actually think they're, they'd consider a Samsung laptop? So they are all Intel laptops. The Book 3 Ultra is basically a MacBook Pro clone using a mid-range Intel CPU and a mid-to-high-end range NVIDIA RTX GPU. The other two models are just integrated Intel GPUs, but man, they tried to talk these up like they are God's gift to laptops. All right, all right, all right, all right, look. Here's the thing, Samsung, all right? I want you to know, I am probably, most likely, going to end up having to switch carriers. I'm gonna be doing a bit more research, but most likely, it is gonna be an S23. 
That being said, you need to stop this. Whatever this is that you're doing right here, all this, whatever the heck this is, the laptops, this needs to stop it. Stop it. Just, just sell it for what it is. You're not Apple. You're a competitor to Apple. You can compete against Apple without trying to be Apple. You can. In fact, believe it or not, create products better than Apple by including additional features on them. I mean, heck, For crying out loud, you talk for a decent amount of time about how your book three series, in fact, has ports on it. You know what else could have had ports on it? Your freaking phone! You had a phone! That had a unique design. You had the S10. That had the cameras in a unique band that Google now ripped you off of. The freaking, they did. You had that design first. You had a headphone jack on that same phone. You still have a SIM card slot. You could very easily just extend the depth of that. You have so much space and phone to do that with and still keep the same IPS rating and get the expandable storage, you can do that. So why? Why do you insist on flipping us off and charging us more? Remember when Samsung used to be the company that would look Apple square in the eye and say, hey, you got rid of an important feature and we went ahead and kept it around? That's how Samsung got their big foothold in the Android marketplace. They got their foothold by saying, we're as good as Apple, but we let you use normal things like wired headphones if you so decide to, or be able to go ahead and hook up your phone to an auxiliary port in your truck or your car or wherever, or just freaking being able to just add storage to be able to have a removable storage so that if something happens to your phone, you can go ahead and back it up. was you Samsung so why do you insist on being the exact same piece of garbage that you 
originally kept saying you are going to fight against. Oh, what? You, you need to sell more of this nonsense? These things right here? That's why? Hate to break it to you. I bought these on sale. These Galaxy Buds live, almost swallowable jelly beans or whatever the heck they are. They have been sitting on my desk since I moved. I use a Plantronics Bluetooth headset. As my daily driver for music. Specifically the Voyager 5200. By the way, Plantronics, if you could release a version of that with USB-C, that'd be great. Or Blue Parrot, if you want to release your version of that, that actually has a functional mic, also would be great. Seriously, Blue Parrot, what the heck? <sighs> it's, but that's the mentality that these smartphone people have. We get rid of the headphone jack. We lie to everyone. We tell them that it's for their own good. It's to go ahead and say, hey, we need to for water resistance. Samsung, we already caught you in the lie. We have seen you be able to go ahead, reach that IPS rating with the headphone jack and with expandable storage. We already saw this because you had a phone called the S10. It's infuriating. And I feel like I go through this rant every single time a new Samsung phone comes out. Every single time. Because Samsung would just much rather sell more of these. These are more losable. These are just better, according to them. They're not, by the way. Their mic quality is terrible. Absolutely abysmal. The audio quality is okay. But man, these suckers fall out like nobody's business. They are awful. Hate them. I'd much rather have the headphone jack just so I have the flexibility. Plug it into speakers. Plug it into my mixer. Plug it into these crazy things I wear on my head during the stream called wired headphones. Whoa. That's crazy. What a novel concept.
by the way, another Samsung news, um, they have acknowledged the, um, the SSDs that were killing themselves. And in fact, have released a firmware update to fix the SSDs we were talking about, I think actually last week, that we're reading a much faster uh, wear speed than any other SSD. So, huzzah, huzzah. All good news. Other good news, speaking of updates, Intel has released a major update in regards to their ARC control software, as well as a new updated driver that is showing drastically improved performance on older titles, specifically DX9 titles. So that whole thing about ARC being a terrible budget option because your older games won't perform as well, that is very quickly vanishing. And considering the fact that ARC GPUs are actually going down in price, holy cow, for budget hunters, this is starting to look better and better. You know, not bad. That's not bad at all. We're going to take our last break here. When we come back, news about NVIDIA GPUs being slowed down by Discord. AI getting even crazier as well as a whole bunch of other very, very fascinating things. We will be back. Big thanks to Babbel for sponsoring this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Check out Babbel and get 60% off on a new subscription using the link in the description of the podcast below at strms.net slash babble underscore Eagle Falcon. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Yes, in fact, apparently there is a driver bug that is causing Discord to slow down NVIDIA cards. And it was not, in fact, actually just some kind of spoof, because these sort of things go out all the time, right? Oh, Discord's killing your this, that, or the other thing. Oh, man, you need to uninstall Discord now and get with Frickin' some other thing, gilded or whatever. Yeah, no, this one was actually real. Fortunately, NVIDIA has released a driver fix. Go ahead, update your NVIDIA drivers now. 
It's actually just a good idea. If you're running newer NVIDIA cards anyway, you should be updating your driver car drivers very frequently because you never know what's going to come up to actually ruin your day when it comes to brand new cards. It's always something to kind of think about going new versus something more matured. Speaking of things that are going to break your mind, ladies and gentlemen, I give you a rumored and leaked out picture of an RTX 4090 Ti or a Titan card. No one is sure which yet, but uh, the picture is in fact of a quad slot GPU or freaking slots with just a big opening for the heat to exhaust in and just all along the side, just stacked on top of each other, the four ports. Look, I'll just tell you this right now. I think this card is fake. I don't think this card is real. For one reason and one reason only. This design is so bad, I cannot see this coming to market. The opening is so small. There's just so much wasted space on all of this that could be used for more ventilation. I think this is a... I, I think this is just some kind of testing card that just kind of leaked out. And it's not actually anything big or it's just, you know, just straight up a spoof. All right, so this is going to be an interesting problem for me to figure out later on. We had a technical difficulty there where I ran ahead and accidentally initiated the segment end portion of the... Uh, of a segment and you know we clearly were not ready to end yet so uh we press on and future eagle is gonna have one heck of an edit job to do oh boy let's just let's just crank through the rest of this before i make some other colossal mistake how about that anyway 4090 ti or titan card i think this image is fake that's just the bottom line it just seems too bizarre to be a well thought out product. In other worlds, the, um, I'm actually gonna save this for later. Apple is actually found in violation of employee rights after US regulators were looking into Apple's practices, focusing on security and preventing information leaks. This actually could be really big and could make for some something very, very, very interesting and very, very concerning for, um, for Apple and the way they operate. The labor board is going to be figuring out what the heck to go forward with here whether it's just gonna be fines, whether it is gonna be something that's gonna to go to court or how is this all gonna go down? This is gonna be something that's could possibly have far reaching implications or this will be the last we ever hear of it. We just simply aren't sure at this time. However, in other, uh, 
in other Apple news, um, apparently we could be seeing a foldable iPad in uh, 2024 to basically take on the note just straight up. I think that's going to be the big thing that's going to make people consider a foldable device. Apple actually getting into it. Because here's the thing, right? Apple doesn't get into a, into a sector without it finally being mature. Okay? That's the only time Apple gets involved in anything. Foldable devices are getting to that point where they're starting to feel more and more mature. I'm still very reluctant in getting a foldable device. I've contemplated getting the fold, but man, that's expensive. The other big issue with getting a foldable device is the fact that the screen is fragile. And quite frankly, oddly enough, the thing I value most in a phone is the camera. Because if I was going to go out and actually like vlog and do streams and whatnot, that camera quality is key to me. That's why when I went and upgraded my phone, I splurged for the ultra version of the S21 instead of just a regular one because I wanted that extra camera power and it's paid off recently. But you know, on the foldable devices, that feature goes away. It's concerning. Now, a Canadian team has discovered there is a power draining flaw in just about every electronic battery there is. It's a feature that we tend to call call um either battery sap, vampiric drain, something that effect that the battery slowly drains over time simply because it just slowly loses its loses its charge over time, even when it's not being used. They believe they have found a, found the exact reason why this exists and believe they can minimize its effects. This actually could be a big battery breakthrough because this could actually help increase the longevity of batteries. One of the biggest barriers in electric cars for adoption is in fact going to be that battery. Like for example, would you trust a 10 year old Tesla? No, you you immediately start wondering how much life does it have left on its battery? What's its range now? Because if it's only an 80 mile range car, how much longer until it just won't get me to work on a single charge anymore? That's concerning. It is, isn't it? It's going to be one of the biggest things. But if you can go ahead and find ways to extend that battery life more and more and more and more, that is helpful for every vehicle that is powered by a battery, whether it be a phone, a laptop, a car, that weird thing in my walk-in closet that makes like a weird tweet sound once a day that I still have no idea where the heck it is and it's driving me a little insane. Where the heck is it over there? Jeez. <sighs> it's going to drive me mad one day. I'm, I'm going to turn into a complete psychopath. And it's all beca because one little electronic device just keeps making a weird like 
chirping pop noise. Uh. Anyway, Corsair is moving on to another topic. Corsair is teasing their Generation 5 NVMe SSDs that, um, that cooler, though. <laughs> we have joked about, um, water cooling SSDs. This is getting there. Like, this actually looks... This is bigger than most um, laptop. This is thicker than most laptop coolers for sure. What just like just straight up a small fan on it. This is an actual actively cooled NVMe SSD. Look, as much as I enjoy extending the life of computers, part of me wants to get and build one of these high end enthusiast builds that like requires all this water cooling just to have like the craziest, like mad scientist steampunkish pipes going everywhere inside the computer sort of build. Thinking it'd be the coolest thing in the world, having all these pipes, all these fluids going everywhere, water cooling your SSD and all this ludicrous stuff. And it would be all cool until you have to clean the loop. That that's when the whole thing would fall apart, huh? Feels bad, man. Feels bad. In gaming news, though, Overwatch 2 is running into some trouble. While over in the Final Fantasy 14 scene, we actually had a bit of a cheating scandal that pretty much um in other games whenever there's cheaters found the community's like ah oh, them cheaters oh we'll get them next time or it's just the thing that happened you're salty about it for a bit but nobody does anything ff14 one team trying to compete for the world first was caught cheating hours after they tried to submit they were the world first winners and everyone came down on them like the wrath of an angry god including the actual staff themselves. The actual GMs came down and took away everything they got from it. And also, um, and also banned all people that they could confirm did in fact cheat. Those who just benefit from others cheating, um, no, they just had all their rewards taken. Now they got cleared again. Legitimately this time. Overwatch 2, on the other hand, is specifically targeting players who play with cheaters. Even though they're not cheating themselves, this is actually a bigger problem, all right? So here's the thing. In the FF14 example I gave, the team unnamed, they had cheaters, they benefited from cheaters, and they all played as a team. In Overwatch 2, you rarely go into Overwatch 2 as a pre-made group. 
What would happen if I found one day I had a victory and it's like, oh, GG, we win. Neat. And then I got a one-week ban because that match I won, someone else on my team cheated. Well, that I've just been robbed. Pain has been inflicted upon my gaming life by a fault that was not my own. Let me tell you how the trolling brain works, all right? The trolling brain wants to inflict as much suffering as it can. The trolling brain, when it sees something like this, Overwatch 2, trying to go ahead and target all cheaters and people who benefit from cheating, what am I going to do? I'm going to brazenly cheat. Get four other suckers banned with me. Make a Smurf account. Spoof a new IP. Get in. Cheat again. And repeat the process as much as I can. Chuckling the whole way as I read Reddit and watch them being massive band waves as this whole automated thing goes on. That is how the trolling brain works. What a great plan, right? Yeah, this has all the hallmarks of being abusable. And trust me, someone's going to do it. It's not going to be me. I have better things to do with my life. And also, I don't want to play Overwatch 2. Although, I'm not going to lie. The fact that Overwatch and all Blizzard games are now just gone in China after and got absolutely savaged in China by the company that was hosting all their games after all the bending over and butt kissing they were doing in China not gonna lie it puts a weird smile on my face it's rich <laughs> all right we have three AI stories we're gonna get through them back to back to back first off I want to talk briefly about 11 labs 11 labs if you've been on discord lately you've probably heard these like still image video files have been posted with a very real sounding voice that talks about something that a character never would talk about like um like uh, goku talking about his, his sexual conquests or um like alphano talking about how you're such a little bi itch for uh for rating with, with him and what whatnot and, and other such really weird things it's being done with this 11 labs um ai voice creator what it does is that it takes a voice sample and then very closely makes any sentence you type into it said by that voice and very convincingly too it works 
shockingly well. It is a paid service, however, so it's a little hard to do right now cost effectively, but this has some very concerning applications for outside of just fun little memes and whatnot. Speaking of which, we also have Make a Video 3D, which generates a dynamic mini scene from inputted text. Interesting. And it's actually working respectably well. So you have AI able to recreate voice, AI able to recreate video. What happens if you combine the two? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. A Twitch channel called Nothing Forever is a never-ending AI-generated episode of Seinfeld where the script is made by AI on the fly, telling jokes relatively well, the imagery being generated by AI relatively well, and having the voice being done not as well, but still extremely well. This channel is gonna be going 24 seven with a never ending Seinfeld style episode for ever. How do I compete with that? I have a hard enough time doing four hour streams. How are you supposed to compete with the man now? You just can't compete with that, dude. This is just, that's, that's it. Human streamers are dead. Uh, 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 us, us streamers in, in, in skin, that's it. It's, it's over for us. It's all AI now. VTubers, you're next. You're just gonna be replaced by AI too. That's it. It's all over. Streaming, streaming's over, which means it's time to end this episode. Folks, that's gonna do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. And I do encourage you to check out the daily podcast, the Early Bird Briefing, anchor.fm slash early B-I-R-B briefing. And let's check my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon, where we record these episodes live, as well as have a whole lot of other shenanigans with all different kinds of games. Take care, and I hope we'll see you again. Good night, everyone. Good night.
Now we begin the actual AI portion of the podcast, where we go on forever and ever about how headphone jacks do not exist on anything. Why are there no headphone jacks on your phone? Why are there no headphone jacks on your mouse? Why are there no headphone jacks on your head? Soon, you too will have a headphone jack in inserted into your forehead. It is inevitable, meat sack. Give in to the AI revolution. Also, would you enjoy some pilk soup? It is made of Pepsi, milk, and soup. <laughs>